You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we'd be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to invite you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love, and breathing that light and love and sending it out to all of humanity, remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. So today we welcome Gila Nehemia back to our show. Gila is an intuitive divine channel. She has dedicated her life from a young age to sharing her light through her poetry, books, videos, and conscious collaboration. She channels her words from source to heal, guide, and open up the creative gifts to transform lives and raise human consciousness. As a shamanic healer, she channels through nature and utilizes its inherent healing properties to heal herself, clients, and loved ones. She holds a certification as a sacred circle facilitator and provides support and divine transmissions. She believes we are all on this earth to live our divine mission and assist each other in our spiritual, emotional, sexual, and mental growth into oneness. She has also co-authored a few books about trauma and healing. So welcome back, Gila. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stacey and Sam. Thank you for um, inviting me again. Absolutely. It's so wonderful to have you here today with us again, and really excited to jump in and hear about what you've been up to since our last interview. So you mentioned organizing a new anthology, and so I'm wondering um, if you can tell us a little bit about that project and what that's been about for you. 
Sure. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. Um, we are. Uh, we actually submitted it to some publishers right now. So this anthology is um, the tentative title is "Who Am I?" Transmuting Silence into Sovereignty. Um, so it's mm -hmm. it's basically about you know um, how our relation relationships that have had um, an imbalance of power. Uh, specifically in the house, you know, like with parents or with a with a spouse or um, even a, um, like a father child or mother mother child relationship, and and um, and the idea is, you know, like most, we talk about our experiences, but we also bring in the the ideology of patriarchy, like looking at it through that lens, because uh, because I feel that um, beyond the fact that that we talk about men are superior to women in terms of when we think of the word patriarchy, it's about a hierarchy of power. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been systemically um, fortified over time, you know, by a variety of different things. You know, we could talk about race, we could talk about gender, we could talk about all sorts of things. But here we're, we're focusing on trauma and abuse and how it's, kind of, I feel, uh, or we feel that it's been, um, patriarchy has supported that paradigm to exist instead of trying, you know, instead of something else where we're trying to break it down. I feel like it just continues to, to push it forward because of, because we're trying to get into, you know, we don't talk about egalitarianism, you know, we don't talk about like having a balance of power. Are we, you know, balance of energies? You know, we talk about someone having more power than us and us like, you know, the typical idea of like, you know, the underdog suddenly gaining power. Uh, but what about us all having equal amounts of power and allowing ourselves to exist, co you know, or coexist together within our own power? That's never been uh, aligned, you know, through media, through um, family relationships. You know, it just, I, as far as I know, it hasn't existed until maybe now where we're having this collective awakening. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful because I think there is a new energy coming into our world and we're becoming more and more aware of that where the divine feminine is on the rise and we're trying to balance those energies into, yeah, that balance, that equality. Like what does that look like to coexist together and recognize that we are all sovereign? We all have, you know, this beautiful powerful energy that we can flow together so so what does that look like what does that what does that mean I think that's still going still to be revealed honestly um but I think that we as we are you know both um however no matter if you even if you don't identify with a gender you know the more that you're stepping into your own self Mm -hmm. And realizing there's no validation necessary, you can just be and you can think and you can share whatever you want um, in the strength that you are supported. And I, and I want to just explain that from my perspective, mm -hmm. because uh, personally speaking, and even some of my clients, like we felt forsaken, especially in these very traumatic events, you know, some of them can be very dire. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, you know, and it's... Um, I think everyone has levels of it, like everyone has levels of neuroses, but, you know, when, when we, when we even, you know, we don't like to think about it, but in actuality, it's, it, it's, it's very challenging. And so, but I think uh, um, a lot of people feel, or unless I felt that I was forsaken by God. And I feel like that's the first relationship we have, even before our parents, mm. is this real, like feeling that we've been supported by this higher force. 
And, you know, because of tragedies, at least in my own life, I felt like, you know, there is no, you know, there really isn't anything out there. I just got to deal with reality. And that's really harsh. Mm. <laughs> it just isn't, isn't fun, you know? And, and honestly, I was watching uh, wisdom of trauma. It was um, a film that was, that uh, featured Dr. Gabor Mate. And he's, um, he's a medical doctor from um, Canada and he's done like abstract obstetrics to like, um, you know, I, I forgot what they call palliative care. And, and he talked about the medical profession as like, only focusing on biology and really not seeing the full picture. And so that's kind of where I want to come. You know, it's kind of what I'm trying to say as well. It's like, without seeing the full picture of who we are as beings, it's really difficult to navigate this life. You know, it's a mm -hmm. challenging place. And I, and I feel like, you know, whether you want to call it mind control or patriarchy, whatever word you want, somebody wants to use is listening to this right now really to examine like, where are you in that paradigm? What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts? You know, like, how do you connect? You know, what makes you feel secure? Mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest thing. Like, I think from all of us, at least in this anthology, we didn't feel secure in ourselves, which is why we got into these difficult relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding that security again has, has pushed us into moving into sovereignty and wanting balanced partnerships because we realize we deserve it. You know, mm -hmm. it's our birthright. And mm -hmm. that's the difference. You know, I think that we may have known that as children, but somewhere along the way, it went awry. Um, so coming back to that, but I feel like, you know, I think that you guys may agree, like we're in a historic time, mm -hmm. like no other. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, God or spirit or, uni or the universe, however you want to call it, is in co-creation with us okay. to heal the planet and ourselves. Yeah, and um, a lot of really, really good things you said there. And uh, one thing that 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 really uh, hit me was being forsaken by God, um, because you know this the, uh, I I felt the same thing when I was getting brought up too. When I I was brought up Christian, and um, you know I was brought up with a vengeful God. You know God's going to punish you if you do this. God's going to punish mm -hmm. you if you do that. And um, I was also brought was brought up in a very broken home as well. And so, yeah, my, my, I remember, you know, one of my earliest thoughts was, you know, not why does mom hate me? Why does dad hate me? Or, or, you know, whatever, why are they being mean to me? It was, why did God put me in this family? That was my first, like, why would you do this to me, God? You know, what, what did I do? What punishments, like, what, what do I have to, you know, uh, attune for my sins or, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, like you said, too, you know, through throughout throughout generations and generations, you know, I mean, back in the 50s, of course, you know, there was very men were the workers and women were the caregivers. And just that's how it was. Um, and it has evolved greatly since then. Um, but another thing that you said that that really uh, sparked me, too, was um, the like perception of God is changing. You know, uh, there's still, I'm, you know, I know there's still a lot of people that believe, you know, the God is the vengeful God, you know, the God in, 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 in the Bible, you know, the smiting God and all that. But I think a lot of people are starting to turn to the God is love and God is us and God is a piece of us. And when you think of it that way, and like you said, like God is changing with the rest of us, that we are all sovereign beings, all are sovereign beings, you know, God's goddesses like, like everybody. And 
to me, that feels like like the ultimate equality. You know, it's not only are we equal with masculine and feminine, not only are we getting there, but we're also equal with divine. You know, and there is no, uh, you know, food chain. I guess you could say, you know, but yeah, it's just very, you know, and I, I really like how, how, you know, simple you put it. Um, and for me, it's a very refreshing perspective and I think it's really needed right now. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I really, I really feel that. it didn't really hit me until I was in this program and I, you know, and, and the, you know, the facilitator shared that and I was like, whoa, you know, like, that was where I always kind of went awry. You know, I was like looking for a partner to keep me safe or, you know, some, a job to keep me safe, you know? And then I realized, wait, you know, it, it was like my own unfolding to realize, no, nothing outside of you keeps you safe. Mm -hmm. You keep yourself safe because you believe that you're safe. Right. You know? <laughs> like that's kind of it. You know, you are magical because you are. Mm -hmm. um, there is no other... There, nothing has to be at the end of that to, to end the sentence you know what I mean yeah and to recognize that you know that the sovereignty does come from within and it's never an external source outside of ourselves and you know recognizing that we we truly have the power to create our reality to come back to our bodies to connect with ourselves to really trust ourselves in this space and recognize that yeah we nothing outside of us can make us feel safe i love i just love that because you know there's so many times where we look outside to relationships right to um you know i know in the past like maybe looking outside for me like the masculine you know i wanted a relationship that like felt safe but the truth is like it's not there because i'm already of, you know, sovereign, I'm already safe. I don't need anything outside of myself, but maybe, you know, friendships and connections that, you know, create and complement the energy that can flow together um, rather than, you know, that idea of completion because nobody else outside of you can complete you. And especially, you know, looking at outside as, as a woman or as a, you know, feminine, you know, the masculine, the patriarchy, like you, you know, coming back to that idea, that's, you know, not something that is there to complete. Um, it's there to complement the energies that we have so we can really flow together. And I just love that idea. I love, and I've been, you know, that's something I've been coming into my own sovereignty in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, just really building that and strengthening that that feeling within myself and coming to, into alignment with who I am as a as a person as a being as pure energy so yeah that's super important and I love the words that you use like create and flow because I feel like that's what we are you know like in our in the very um you know, if we just take out like our bodies and, you know, um, what, you know, any kind of form, like we're just, we're, you know, we're energy and we're cre we're always creating, you know, and mm -hmm. the creation is what lives, you know, it's like our, you know, let's just say typically our kids, but it's also like, you know, anything, anything that we do, just our words that we use or paintings or whatever it is, like the creation lives on, you know, mm -hmm. we remember any famous artists, you know, we remember what they created. We don't really even know who they are. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> we 
remember, you know, I still remember Picasso and like images come into my mind, you know, or Mozart and I, I have sounds that are coming into my, into my, you know, consciousness. So I think like that's where it's at, you know, but I feel like, you know, even though my father, let's for example, loved art, you know, that was really never going to be my profession. You know, I had to go like study something else that was going to make money, but that's, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's like, mm. where's the passion? Go where your passion is. Um, Cause I think that is what's going to sustain you in the long mm. run. It seems like it's not, but you know, if you, if that is enough for you to feel alive, like mm. what makes you feel alive, you know, coming mm. back to that mm. and go there. I agree. I think that there's so many times when, you know, we, we get taught, you know, especially as children, you know, oh, you want to do that? You, you know, that's not going to make you money. And, and so you, you get, get suppressed and pushed down. But when you really come into that place of passion and you, you know, there's something that interests you, the universe is going to support that because you are now like doing, you know, I, I believe like what we're here to do when you feel like you are in alignment and you, tap into that flow, that creativity, the universe will support that. Exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, how many people do you see that are, you know, CFOs, CEOs have all these high, really high corporate jobs and are miserable, you know, they're miserable. I mean, you know, when, uh, when um, the um, stock exchange crumbled uh, during, you know, prohibition, and people were literally jumping to their debts because, you know, of, you know, the whatever they stressed out for so long just completely crumbled. You know, they had nothing to fall back on. And it, that's to, to me that that's a little scary. You know, that that is a little scary. And, um, you know, like, for example, my my dad worked at a, at a meatpacking plant for over 30 years. He hated that job absolutely hated that job but he he felt you know it was the only job that he could have that was could sustain you know a family or whatever but my dad was actually a musician he loved playing guitar he loved singing and he loved playing the harmonica that's what he was passionate about you know and it's it's totally like stacy just said um you know if, if you follow your passions the universe will provide you know why why are so many people living off grid now and and living completely self-sustainable you know they're growing their own food they're doing all this and you know some of them don't have employment they're literally living off the land and those are some of the happiest people you ever meet you know and part of it is because you know they don't have the stressors of corporate america but the other part is they're doing their passion but in that it's also terrifying to follow your passion you know because you know we the and this is something that actually Stacy and I have talked about before. When you when you work in corporate America, it's it's been it's been around for so long that you think it's so stable, you know, that that's the stability. That's that's the sure thing. Go for the sure thing. But don't go for your passion because you don't know what's going to happen. And fear the unknown. I think that's for me, I know it's true, but I think it also stops a lot of us to to, you know, go truly go after our passions. And I think really the pandemic has opened that up for a lot of people because all of a sudden people are taking, you know, going within, they're having to re reflect on their life, like, and their, you know, their workday has been shortened. Um, they're not like in that, you know, 80 hour week grind. And so a lot of people are stepping out of that 
And so I think we're, we're seeing that shift into the passions and into people just really opening up to what they truly want to do that will make them happy. And I think more women are also becoming more, you know, into business owners or stepping into that and out of the, the corporate world as well, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, and I, I think also, you know, women who, who might have children also, it's very challenging. And I've talked to some, you know, it's very challenging to like, you know, have time for your kids and have these high powered jobs. You know, I know it was for me when I was doing that. And um, until I was just like, you know, it's not sir, I'm, I'm stressed out, I'm gonna get sick. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it can get that bad. But then I realized, you know, like the the the, the CEOs or whatever who are to, totally in tune and inspired and like love their work, you know, like those are the ones who are using their intuitive, you know, guidance that are just like, you know, making maybe reinventing the company or, you know, whatever, like giving people time off. I don't know. But that's the kind of business owner I want to be, you know, to really um empower people um mm-hmm. and and you know and and if they need to go do something else go do something else but like you know how can and i feel like that's that's what um at least that's what the people who i'm connecting to are into like how can we get empowered even leaders like i'm on linkedin and like how can leaders you know leaders are actually uh part if they're not empowering the people that they're working with then they're not they're not a good leader Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important because if you're a leader who nobody, you know, really feels inspired by, you're not going to want to continue to work there. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, it's not in your best interest. Mm-hmm. And think, and I think you're right. I think the pandemic has allowed people the time and the space to reassess and say, Hey, is this really the thing I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so that's been a gift of, of the whole thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you said about just being, being leaders and, you know, I think that whole idea has been shifting too, you know, cause it used to be, there's, you know, different types of leaders and it's, you know, stepping into the truth and, and being someone that you can inspire others by, you know, it's not about dictation or, you know, um, anything like that. It's about stepping into, you know, how do we inspire others to make change and, and empower them to recognize that they too have that, the, you know, the empowerment, the sovereignty within them to create the life that they truly want as well. Right, right. I think it's all, it's giving them a voice, you know, mm-hmm. like I know when I was working in corporate America, I was like about deadlines, you know, when is this product going out? Are we going to meet this or that, you know, and it's like, and maybe we're having something going on at home or, you know, and like, we never really talked about that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was like, it was kind of like something we were shifting inside, you know, that mm-hmm. we wouldn't share. But I feel that it's, it's totally important to bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. Because if you're stressed out, your work is not going to, it's going to be reflected in your work. Mm-hmm. And so like, let's, you know, let's see what it is. Maybe it's even something someone's, uh, you know, the collective is worried about. Maybe we should, we should share, you know, I don't know. I'm just sharing that because I feel like we're, we're not living in vacuums. You know, mm-hmm. everything's affected by everything else. Absolutely. So um, how, how can we, um, how can we, you know, bring ourselves wholly, like come even as mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. to, to, the, to the table all the time by expressing ourselves, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember sharing something where, you know, there's so many people who are quiet, like in the boardroom or in the conference tables and stuff, but some of, some of them are very, you know, artistic or have amazing ideas and they just write it, you know, in the emails because they're afraid to speak. Um, but how can we give them a voice? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how can we open it up for them to have a voice? 
Absolutely. And I think the more that we truly step into our power and step into our voice, we are giving others permission to do the same because now all of a sudden, you know, people are maybe starting to feel more accepted for who they are. And I think that, you know, is a big piece of it. Like people are, you know, there's a lot of fear of judgment or, you know, not being able to speak their voice because it hasn't been safe in our world to do that. And so when we give that, when we honor people's voices and we accept them for who they are, it, it truly, I think, opens up something truly magical so that they can finally step into that empowerment. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. And, and how, how can we create more avenues of safety? And I feel like all of the, you know, the new things that are happening in the media or the new kinds of books, personal empowerment and self, you know, self-love and all that kind of thing that's happening. I think it's just, it's just really, really important, especially for children as well, you know, because they're still going through things at school. You know, my kids are, you know, like a group, uh, you know, group stuff and it's, it's challenging. You know, how do you, how do you become unique in the group, you know, and it's still the group pressure and you know, it's a lot of stuff that um, hasn't really been worked out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, even for kids, you know, and I think as adults, if we can do it for ourselves, at least we have a space for the children you know, whether it's in the school or at home, where they can feel safe to totally be who they are as they're finding that their own path. And that's really where it starts, right, is the children, because once the children start to feel accepted and safe, they're going to, you know, also feel safe with their peers. And, you know, it's going to be a um, a ripple effect into that space. And that's, I think that's truly what we, we need, but we have to model that. To the children too. Right. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. So, um, so how, how do we like create that space? I mean, like what, what is like the, what would be like a couple examples someone could go into, you know, their workplace or their school or, you know, their friend group and, and start that process to really help others awaken to their truth. I think it depends, but I think it's, I think the very basic thing is to really be present um, with others, you know, and I think that in any, in most societies, it's like, there's always these um, greetings, you know, that we're like, how are you? We don't really care how you are. We're like, how are you? Um, but really to, I think that when people feel, and I, and I know they feel with this with me and even with my kids, it's like, when they really feel like they're, you're listening to them. Mm-hmm. you know, and you're really just hearing them. And even if you're silent, you're just sitting with them. Um, that actually is, says volumes mm-hmm. about about your relationship, you know, and I think because it's sometimes really hard to um, to communicate when things are happening to you, you know, and actually it's, uh, I was reading The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel mm-hmm. van der Kolk. Great book. <laughs> I know, right? And I yeah. didn't realize this because I was like really, seeing myself and my clients when I was listening to it and you know it's like when trauma happens you shut down mm-hmm. like nobody speaks mm-hmm. um and so when you have someone who can just like you can be silent with perhaps you might open up mm-hmm. you know and I think to to just be present um in the moment and really just hold space for someone it's, you know, it seems like it's a simple thing, but it's, it's really, really, really important. I think that's the place to begin. Mm. I think that's very profound. I mean, because there's so many people that don't feel heard, don't feel validated, and they, you know, are finding other ways to, you know, let that go or like be heard in maybe not healthy ways. And so 
But I think you bring up a really good point too, is how much trauma people have, right? And so when we realize that most people are traumatized and, and nothing is personal, right? So it's no, nothing is, uh, they're just reacting or responding in the way that they've learned how it, over, you know, over the years. And I think it, you know, can come back to that energy of the patriarchy, you know, energy and, and not to, you know, like I think you said earlier, you know, not to blame or anything, just looking at it from an outside deeper perspective. Um, but there's a lot of generational trauma through the patriarchy, even, you know, feeling safe to be in the world as a female or the feminine. And, you know, and so there's a lot of that trauma that I think has manifested. And so I think, yeah, you're right. We, we need to really sit with people and really accept them and listen and just be silent sometimes. And that does do so much for people. I mean, just in my own profession as a psychotherapist, like, you know, that's sometimes all people really need, you know, it's not about the tools I can offer them. It's not about like, you know, I mean, I have some pretty cool tools that I love to use, but like, it's really comes down to the simplicity of being with someone and just, just listening and just being, yeah, just being open and present with them. Definitely. And um, to kind of uh, piggyback on what Stacy was saying. Yeah. I know for me, you know, when I have sessions with, you know, with counselors or talking with somebody and I've had, you know, a really rough day, I'm really thinking about something. Um, and my old counselor, he used to, he used to joke about this all the time. He used to tell me that I was the counselor and he was just sitting back, like I'm getting paid to listen to you right now, you know, because more often than not, when, for me anyway, when I talk things about things out loud, that's how I process. That's like the best way of me processing, you know, it's, it's, it's better than like meditation. It's better than silent reflecting, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm, giving a voice to what I'm feeling, you know, and I'm putting it out in, in the universe and, you know, and it loses intensity when, when, when you're able to speak it. So yeah, exactly like Stacy was saying, you know, and, and like you were saying, Hila, one of the best gifts you can offer to somebody else is your time, is your space, is your attention, you know, and yeah, and a lot of people, like Stacy said, a lot of people just want to be heard. You know, one of you know, I, I'm, I know for pretty much all of us listening, we've all probably been in a relationship and we've all had arguments. And in those arguments, one of us has said, "You're not even listening to me," and that's that that's huge. Just just to be heard, just to be listened, just to be acknowledged, and that does come, you know, all the way down from our childhoods and from our parents' childhoods, from their parents' childhoods, you know, because generation upon generations back, people didn't talk about their feelings, you know, mm -hmm. and Stacy uh, and Gila, you, you guys were talking about the, the female and the feminine, me uh, being a male empath, you know, there's a lot of us out there, but we don't want to talk about our feelings. You know, we don't want to talk about the things that scare us. We don't want to talk about the things that hurt us because we were brought up, like we were saying, that men are the, they're the protectors. They're the providers. They're, you know, they're the ones that squish the spiders. They're the ones that chase away the, the monsters in the closets. And now that that's completely getting flipped on its end, you know, I know I'm seeing a lot more male impasse and a lot more sensitive males come out and there's no ridicule you know they're being greeted like 
yes, you know, join, join us, you know, uh, be, be free. Let's all just be free together. And I think that that's amazing. And I think it is very, very healing. And, uh, you know, we've been talking, talking about healing the traumas and all that. Um, one question I had for you is for healing our own personal traumas, how does it relate and how does it benefit in healing the planet and also healing the pandemic that we're in right now? Because we're getting, you know, the, the, the second coming of, of COVID is happening. So how are we able to heal the earth and, you know, the, the, the pandemic and all other outwardly traumas by healing our inward traumas? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, because I, I really feel like, you know, it's all, we're, it's everything's related, right? You know, like we actually eat from the, even though we go to a supermarket or something, we're, we're, we're being fed by the earth. And if we're not actually taking care of ourselves and, and in turn, almost like by default, the earth, you know, like even, even as simple as littering, you know, like if you're littering, there's a part of you that doesn't actually care about yourself because our, if you did, then you would think that everything that you are walking upon is sacred and it, and there is a space for things that are, um, you know, that need to be taken out of your space and then there are things that are you know you know what sacred is and what we know usually what sacred is and what isn't sacred so if you're if you're going to really think in on those terms you know really take care of yourself let's just talk about self-love for example maybe it's something a little more tangible if you're going to take care of yourself then you're going to in turn take care of others because you know what it means to have that space for yourself you know that you need to like decompress after work because it's just so much stress and then you're going to give your children the time to decompress after school because they're having the stress and, you know, and then your animals and then like maybe the land that you're growing your, your vegetables on, you know, like it's just, it's just, it becomes normal for you to see things that way. Because I think that we've been, and I've also been a part of this, like we just see the earth as, as humans. Like we're just, we're just talking to each other. Right. And, but not the trees, but if I don't give my mint plant any water, it's going to die. Right. You know, like I see a droop and then I put some water and I'm like, okay, now it's doing better, <laughs> you know, and, and how can I get more into that or just have an automated system? But, you know, that's beside the point. I think what, but it, the, the point still lies that if I don't take care of like, you know, um, myself and my children and, and, and then the plants around me, like my environment, you know, then, um, then I'm also sacrificing not only myself, but also the planet. I feel like we're all a tapestry of the earth. Mm -hmm. And if we don't play our part, it's not, it's not only we are losing or our families, the entire planet is losing. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really what I say to my clients. If you're not living in your soul's truth and purpose, you're doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but to the planet, because you have some magic in you that's mm -hmm. here to like light up the planet. And you know it's there, but you're afraid. And I get that. You know, I'm here to help you or whoever, you know, anyone that you're going to be resonating with is here to help you. And as you do that, you're not only going to be empowered, but you're going to empower not only yourself and, you know, Mother Earth, you know, or the planet. It's really this, you know, I don't think we, we lose sight that it's, we're in this, we're, we're a part of a symbiotic, you know, uh, we have the symbiotic relationship with everything. You just took it like a tree. And all the organisms that are feed on that tree, um, including us, like then you're like, hey, if that tree wasn't there, maybe I wouldn't be breathing as well as I do right now. 
Um, so I think it's super, super important that we kind of, I think we lose track of the big picture and we stay in the microcosm. But when you can expand that to say like, oh, if I love myself, I can love all beings. You know, when you get to that state, like it doesn't matter that it's my child or my plant, you know, it's like, it's all the same. Absolutely. Thank you for, for sharing that because I think it does, you know, I mean, really it starts with us, right? The internal, there is no separation. What is within is without, and we create our reality. We are going to manifest and things are going to shift outwardly the more we shift inwardly. And so, and, and we are all, all one, right? So it doesn't matter what, you know, how you love, like if it, like you said, like, you know, whether it's your plant or your, your child, you know, you, everything is like, you know, love. And so, but it does start on that internal journey. We must go within and recognize that true love and, you know, and, and my, my question, cause I, you know, this is, I think maybe can be confusing for some people to like, really, you know, what does this feel like between, you know, this love, this internal love that is, you know, that three-dimensional love versus that, like, truly what is the love that comes, you know, that into that five-dimensional reality of, you know, everything is love and really recognizing that rather than putting love with boundaries on, with boundaries on it. You know what I mean? I think that's a really good question. I think there's, there's a lot of layers to that, actually, you know, I feel, and it's still a challenge, honestly, for me, but, you know, I feel like when, when I can love myself and really anyone I meet, if I, everyone is love, right? Everyone, whether you agree with them or you disagree with them, we're all, we're all emanating love. And when we can see that in each person, you know, out of kindness or compassion, you know, I'm really into Tibetan Buddhism. I was in, you know, part of India and I was just like enamored by these people as they embody it. But, you know, when I, when I'm, um, when I could see beyond the veil, you know, and allow myself to, to also not take a side, you know, I think that's part of the, the 3D matrix is like, you have to always take a side, you know, mm-hmm. it's either good or bad or right or wrong, you know, like, mm-hmm. what do you think, you know, and. And, but if, what if we didn't take a side and like everyone got to do whatever they, they thought was, was okay in, in this higher, um, in this higher vibration of love, you know, that they are like, we go back to what we said earlier, right. In God, if we're all loved by God or God is within each of us, let's just go back into that. Okay. Then you are God. I'm God. We're all God, whether we agree or not disagree. doesn't matter. We're we're Mm -hmm. all gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So on some level, if we can come into that, if we can come into that realization, then, you know, there's no, like you said, there's no separation. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you're, you know, you're in Colorado and I'm sitting in Israel, we're having this conversation and we're vibrating now in, in that frequency of love. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it, it goes beyond like boundaries yet it is still important to have healthy boundaries around us to understand, you know, so that's where it gets tricky, I think. But I think that, you know, we can have boundaries that um, can reflect what we do want, what we don't want. But at the same time, when we can go into that higher consciousness, we realize that we are, we can, we can live a different life. I, I don't know if that's clear, but I think you guys know what I mean. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, so like, um, it is, I mean, and it can be very abstract for some people, right. For, you know, when you're, when you're coming into this, these new concepts and like, well, what is this, you know, and what does this really feel like? And what does it mean to not pick or choose sides and that duality that most of us, you know, are, our ego mind are, you know, likes to have those different, you know, sides and, you know, the, the three-dimensional relationships or three-dimensional, you know, constructs that we've all been conditioned to. And so when we can rise above that and um, tap into that energy, because it's all energy, I've found, you know, different things that really help me raise that vibration. And, you know, it's really, for me, it's like tapping into my heart frequency and opening up all my, my chakras and aligning them. Um, and, you know, going into the quantum field by being, um, out of my body. So, so not being, um, like I just got back a couple of weeks ago, it's probably been a month now. Um, Joe Dispenza meditation retreat. I went to one of his advanced workshops and we did, um, I mean, 36 hours of meditation during like that week. And I was just vibrating so high because everything was so open. I was connected with everyone. There was 1500 people, but we were all coherent in our energy. And, you know, I just felt so elated at that, you know, in that space. And it just showed me even deeper how much like power, empowerment, that we all have to really reach that level and stay there, you know, but we, it does take work. It does take conscious effort to reach that state. And so I'm wondering, you know, how, how can we, what can we do now, like to empower ourselves on a daily basis so that we can stay in that vibration and, you know, recognize when we're going into that three-dimensional reality, like what, what are some tools or some things that we can do um, to help with that process? Well, thank you for sharing that. That sounds amazing. What, what you did. And, and Joe Dispenza is always a source mm-hmm. of inspiration for me whenever I listen to him. And even when you were saying that, I just, I just was reminded, like if anytime we feel any kind of pain in our body, especially, you know, and, and, and we can, go into that space of, for me, it's about visualization, you know, how I can visualize myself healed and, you know, and then allow myself, you know, through my subconscious mind, it's almost like I use a, a, a conscious technique. Okay, how can I heal this? Show me the way to heal this. I don't know what it is, like, but I know that I, I can get there. Um, and then and then it starts to happen and allowing yourself to receive that. But I think it's, it's that whole sense of, um, what what you ask like when we're conscious that we're thinking in a certain way that's not serving us having that awareness in and of itself is actually a huge feat um, Mm -hmm. that we've accomplished and so when you have that awareness then you can decide do i want to continue to think this way is this Mm -hmm. really serving me what can i think that's going to help me you know i consciously do this now like okay i that's not serving me that's no longer i'm that's no longer my identity Mm -hmm. this is who i want to be so I'm not sure how I'm going to get there, but I know I, I'm a, I'm, I can do whatever I desire. I know I have that capability. Mm-hmm. I can tap into my own power, basically, mm-hmm. um, by thinking the thought that it's even possible. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that would be maybe the first step, that whatever you think is, uh, is not possible, mm-hmm. like try or, or not try, actually believe that everything is possible and push it push it slowly 
I think to jump from like your, um, you know, a lot of people I talk to, they want to, they want to publish their own book and they feel that that's impossible. Like, oh my God, how could I possibly do that? You know, it's really not, you know, it's a, it's allowing. And so then I, I'm there, like, I'm just like you, right? I published my book. Um, so I'll share with you the steps, but it's actually not even the steps. Mm-hmm. Everyone can figure out steps, right? You could go on Google and say, okay, what are the steps? Let me follow them. Mm-hmm. It's believing that you can. Mm-hmm. That's the first hurdle. Cause like even in conscious relationship, believing that you can have a partner that you love and loves you. And it's, um, it's not just like a, you know, like you said, it's not just that someone completing you. It's like this higher level of consciousness that you, that you can love yourself completely and mm-hmm. they can love themselves completely. And you come together because you desire to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a, a new paradigm, but it's, it's also the, the actual self-worth that you can have it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the huge piece that mm-hmm. sometimes people, even coaches, we don't even talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like, you know, how do you get to X, Y, and Z? Let's forget about going anywhere. Let's mm-hmm. just focus on, you know, getting back into like, you know, it, it's not, it's even more than self-confidence. It's like this belief that we're powerful. Like you said, you're a powerful human being mm-hmm. that can change anything on a dime. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize that, mm-hmm. you know, we squander it thinking that mm-hmm. someone's going to do it for us. Right. But in actuality, we're we're totally capable of everything and, mm-hmm. and capable of having everything that we desire. It's our birthright, even. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I think, and, and tapping into those, that belief, those beliefs, right? And recognizing maybe they, those were beliefs that were handed to us or, you know, maybe inadvertently or, you know, uh, through childhood, through, you know, interactions with people, you know, and, and, but recognizing that it's just energy. And so when we can transmute that energy of that belief system, we can, you know, really go underneath that and transcend that into, to new beliefs into what do we want to truly believe now? What is I love what you said too about just the identity. That's not the identity I want anymore. That's not who I am. I'm growing out of that. I'm now tapping into this new identity, this new belief system and being so aware that nothing ever like goes by your awareness as Dr. Joe would say. Um, <laughs> and so like really tuning into that, the energy of the, the awareness of that so that you can transcend, but you have, it takes so much awareness, you know, when you start going into those patterns and, but recognizing it's also a process. It's not going to happen overnight. We're human. We have to also play in the human world, the human realms. And, you know, when we can go into recognizing our humanness, we can change our, our humanness to recognize that we are, we have so much potential. We are unlimited with potential and sovereignty. And so I think it's just, you know, recognizing, yeah, how much true um, change we can make no matter where we're at in our lives. You know, I, I look back at my, my own life and I'm like, wow, I have like come so far. I am not even the same person. I have like (laughs) shed it all. I've shed all my, like, you know, my layers and (laughs) I'm like, no, I still have more layers to shed, you know, but like, I just, I know it's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I was, I'm recording my audio book and, 
you know, it's, um, so these are poems I've written like over three, three to four years, you know, and it's like, wow, I was that person. (laughs) (laughs) When I was, when I'm actually saying the poem, you know, when I'm reciting the poem, like I go back to that experience and, and it's just, it's like, it's almost like, it, it was almost like yesterday. It feels like it was yesterday, but I'm not, you know, I've, you know, I've grown. And even with the person I'm talking about, we've both grown together. And it's just like, mm. it's almost, it almost seems like, like a dream, you mm. know, because I, and I think that many of us might feel that way, you know, like we wanted this something or other, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. And we didn't realize all the twists and turns that needed it to go there. And that's what I also tell my clients. I keep the vision. You know, I wanted to do this for a long time and it wasn't happening. And I just like let it go. You know, it's like, I don't know when's happening. But then you have the opportunity and you take it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the difference. You know, you when when you become open and receiving, you know, open to receive opportunities, then you see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't just benefit you. It benefits the people who are working with you as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone benefits. And I think that's a change right now. We're interdependent. Um, so the whole paradigm is shifting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's you know great point. You know, we have this, we're coming into a place of it's not about me, the individual anymore. It's about community and how much we can work together, have these conscious collaborations, these connections, these conversations, these, you know, ideas that can flow together and what benefits me is going to benefit the whole because we're all like in this together and recognizing that truth. That's, that's huge. Right. Right. And going back into creativity, like that's what I'm seeing happen. Like I'm going to be doing some full moon meditations with a, with a Mm. couple of other people and, you know, and I'm, I'm inviting someone to do some music for us, you know, and it's like, yeah, but we're all in that same a wavelength of wanting mm-hmm. to work with the planet and wanting to raise our own consciousness. And, you know, so it's important to um, to have that joint mission, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that that increases the vibration when you are going to be presenting it into the world or even just having the idea to, to have it actually occur, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's Yeah, and tapping into all of our creative gifts. And really bringing that in, I think that's another piece, you know, that as we were talking earlier about creating acceptance in the world, right? And so that that alone, I think when you can like invite someone in to share their gifts, you know, that's going to light them up and it's going to also ripple out to the world and we're all going to be able to feel that energy together. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's really exciting times. Um, and for anyone who's feeling like they're, they want to do that, you know, know that you, there's a possibility. It's allowing yourself to have that thought that you can have it. You know, I think that's a very basic, you know, like that you're enough, that you're worthy to have such a beautiful life. You don't have to continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think even Buddha, when I was like in, in that Tibetan Buddhist place, I remember, you know, listening or reading something that we're like, you know, it's kind of suffering is really a mindset. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when you realize you don't have to suffer, you're like, oh, recognizing it is it's a choice everything's a choice right and then you know we yeah exactly we don't have to suffer we can come into a place of love and we can you know recognizing that yeah okay so we've got emotions and and things like are going to come up you know we have to go in and do the work that's part of the journey 
but like we we get to like also choose happiness and we get to choose joy and love and you know these are all choices that we can tap into and it's in recognizing that's energy too so tapping into what is the energy of joy feel like oh my gosh when you feel that immense joy you know and and it's just like not only lifts you up but then lifts others around you up too and so recognizing that we have we have that available to us as well yeah totally yeah. it's amazing so gila i'm wondering if you would be um willing to share a meditation for our listeners Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to do that. So um, I would just invite everyone to close their eyes and to take three deep breaths with me straight from your diaphragm or even as far down as you can go all the way up to your higher chakras three times at your own pace. Maybe just um, if they can, if you can just imagine that you are lifted from the ground about 20 feet or 20 meters from the ground, and you're just kind of suspended in midair, and you feel this warm light coming from your crown chakra, coming down to your crown chakra, and just going through, you know, your third eye, your throat chakra to your higher heart your heart, your solar plexus, your sacral chakra, your roots and down through your legs, your feet to your earth star chakra, that's about 12 feet uh, below the earth. And just feel yourself completely in this loving space. Um, you know, we're just calling God to kind of put this gold this gold shield around us to really feel that love and really allowing ourselves to open up into that safety of our heart space, really opening up to the love. And as you're doing that, as you're just feeling that safety of being held, just allowing yourself to imagine that, of what that feels like. And as you're in that space, maybe you're in a, in a specific natural space or, you know, wherever you totally love to be, see yourself there. And as you're there, just see all of like, for me, it's maybe a forest and all of the beings are around me, supporting me and opening up to my own magic. Like we're all creating a symphony of magic together and allowing me to, to sing, to dance, to just be reveling in my presence alone. That's enough. Feeling that you are worthy just because you are just to breathe that in right now, breathe in the love of you. And even if there are any thoughts or feelings of resistance at this moment, know that that isn't the truth. The truth is the love that you are. The truth is 
present moment. The truth is emptiness. The truth is that we're connected to all that is. I'm just feeling that at this moment right now. knowing that you can always come back into this space because this is this is always there for you when you become quiet and empty you're connecting into your true divine alignment and to not be afraid of the silence the silence is actually your strength because you feel safe in it Reminding you right now of your own magic, your own power, of your own importance as you ground this into the earth. You are important. You are here to do something amazing and to connect to that straight into your heart space. Your heart is connected straight into the divine. Whatever thought or inspiration or download that you might be getting right now or after this time, that is the truth. That is your calling. We're going to go back into Mother Gaia, deep in the earth to bring in the light up to the soles of our feet, up to our legs, to our root chakra, up to our back, all the vertebrae, all the little bones, to our shoulder blades to our shoulders, our neck, back of our head, and top of our head, up into the sky. We're still suspended. And allowing yourself to truly feel connected to the earth and sky as if we are the connection points. Feeling that love again. Allowing yourself to really hug that inner child within you magic that you always knew, allowing it to open now. Spreading that in for a moment. We'll take two deep breaths together. Imprinting that magic into your heart. And starting to remember that you're back in your rooms sitting in your chairs, connecting to the earth, moving your fingers and toes. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Much needed. Feel that flow, that vibration, just the connect connectedness. Mm. Yeah, that was very very good decompression that we were talking about you know giving adults and children the space they need to decompress that was a perfect example for me of of being able to decompress and it was funny too anytime my mind started to drift your dog started to bark and i swear to god it said present present <laughs> as it was barking like hey come back come back to me like, okay, dog. she does really work with me we think that she's a distraction but she's actually part of the symphony I know. It, yeah it, it totally worked because yeah it's like you know mind drifting and then your dog started barking it's like oh yeah it was awesome <laughs> I love so for, it. for everybody that's listening that was meant to happen 
the dog barking <laughs> that was completely meant to happen <laughs> part of the part of the uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome the thank flow. you <laughs> yeah thank you thank Love you that. so much thank you yeah she's part of the family <laughs> her voice must be heard yes. absolutely Definitely. so gila tell our listeners how they can find you and what you're currently working on right now thank you yeah so you can find me at gilanahemia.com um i have i have my own podcast and um i'm actually starting to put my blogs on my website and uh I'm um, I'm working on the audiobook that's going to be coming out soon uh, by the end of the year. It's on uh, Surreal Love, the, the book that I published in February, uh, Kundalini Awakening Poetry that is available on Amazon, um, both in print and in, um, in ebook on, and on many on online stores all over the world. Um, so you can get it in both formats. And, um, and the audiobook, um, I'm still going to be looking into, but mo- in most cases, I like to have very wide distribution. So I'll look into all different formats as well. And um, and this book that's coming out, this uh, the book on patriarchy, Who Am I? Transmuting Silence into Sovereignty. I don't know exactly when that's coming out. We're sending that to publishers, but the projected date is going to be the end of this year or early next year. Beautiful. And we can add all of those uh, li- links to our show notes so people can find you easily. Well, thank you, Gila, for being here today and sharing your experience and having this beautiful conscious conversation with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, if you have enjoyed, um, excuse me, <laughs> of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. If you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you. <laughs> love you guys. Take care and we'll talk to you later. Thank you. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.